Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash usingyourpower. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Today, I'd like to recommend The Science of Self-Confidence by Brian Tracy. I've listened to this many times, and I believe it's essential education for just about anyone. Welcome to usingyourpower.com, and I am Avin Kora. And I'm David Andrew Weeb. Okay, so today we kind of decided to switch it up today. Uh, usually David does all the intros, but uh, we decided to go with uh, myself trying it out for the first time. So I think that went okay. That might have surprised some people, hey? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, I think after you, you know, listen to something 21 times or more, you probably get programmed to thinking that the uh, the same person's going to keep talking. So I think exactly. by switching it, you know, we maybe try to keep some people on their feet. That's right. It changes the dynamic just a little bit. But. Yeah. Hey, by now people have heard the theme song, you know, 10 times, 20 times, however many times, depending on how many times they've listened to the podcast, because it plays at the beginning at the end too, right? So Absolutely. And you know, I'd love to ask uh, our listener what their feedback on our theme song is. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. And we're open to changing it up, maybe down the line. I think we're very happy with what we've got right now. But, you know, we're, we're also open to, to exploring other ideas. You know, there's no voiceover for it. So there is that. But I think it still sounds good as a, as a music track. Right. Oh, I love it, man. I know you recorded it. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's a good, uh, I think about 20 seconds long and it's uh, upbeat. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as I heard it the first time when you played it for me, I was like, yo, man, this is perfect. I love it. It's uh, exactly, you know, uh, a nice mix between the me, the way me and you think and talk. I think that uh, the instrumental there just plays it perfectly for the show as well. Yeah. Very funky and very succinct. And I guess that's what you want in a podcast theme anyway. You don't want to keep people listening to music for a minute or three minutes or whatever, unless it's like a really well-orchestrated song. Right. No, for sure. So um, what do you uh, suppose that we should be talking about today? Well, I guess we're going to take a look at getting back to your 2017 goals. So many of you out there probably have set goals. We know that a lot of people do set New Year's resolutions. And if not New Year's resolutions, then they still have certain goals that they want to achieve for the year. And I think it's important to just get periodic reminders like this one to go back and have a look at how you're doing and how you're progressing. And even if you got off track, you know, don't be discouraged because you still have the opportunity to maybe rethink or come back to your goals or think about why you're not actually moving forward with them and then come back and and think about what your goals maybe should actually be instead of what you, you originally set them to be. You know, statistics tell us that only 45% of Americans usually make a resolution and only 8% are ever successful in achieving and keeping their resolution. And 49% say they have infrequent success with the New Year's resolution and 24% said they have never succeeded with it. And that's some stats according to Statistic Brain. And it's not really surprising to me, perhaps not to Mavine either, that so many people maybe have resolutions or goals or objectives or targets or whatever, however you want to define it even maybe just theme words they're trying to live by for the year and they repeatedly fail and they don't get to where they want to go, right? 
Absolutely, you know, and I think uh, a lot of times it's probably because they haven't developed the right habit in order to start that uh, resolution on January 1st, right? I know a lot of times for some reason we use this date of January 1st as a date that we're going to start all our brand new goals on and, you know, we're going to achieve them all in the next 12 months. But, you know, for something I've always done, and I know you probably are very similar to me, but before I set that date as my starting date of January 1st, and keep in mind, you know, January 1st is is a date that can be tomorrow as well. It doesn't have to be... that exact calendar January 1st is a new January 1st every single day. That is our calendar year, right? So, um, you know, I always start two, three months prior to me starting that goal. So I start developing the right habits to get into that, you know, um, mindset where, you know, if my goal, for example, is to read 30 books, well, I'm going to have to start getting in the mindset of starting to read first so I can start then developing the right habits to, you know, accomplish that goal starting on January 1st. Absolutely. And I think even like businesses have a different calendar, or at least it depends on what business, but like network marketing, I believe the business calendar always began in like September. So then if you were trying to hit a certain pin or a certain level within the business, you always had to achieve it by a certain deadline in order to be counted, or else you would just cycle back into the new year, the new business year. Not that you would mind because you'd still have the income, right? But you know, (laughs) As long as far as getting pins goes, it was kind of relevant. Well, absolutely, and and the same thing in business as well, right? I mean, depending on when your fiscal year end is and fiscal year start is, you know, absolutely, you want to get certain amount of things within your business accomplished. Then you want to set the new targets for the new year as well, right? So, I mean, those dates are important, especially when you're in a business. But when we start looking at a little bit of personal level, I mean, we can always go back, right, and reset our goals, just like businesses can. It can be a little bit tougher if you're in a sales position and you're kind of playing behind the eight ball. But, you know, if you know where you're starting from, you can always improve from where you are at that moment. Absolutely. So I think the key point is, you know, you're hearing this right now. Maybe now is the right time to rethink your goals or maybe just review them and reflect on them and think about them. If you're not moving forward in the way that you expect to just, you know, tweak and and restructure how you're planning to achieve them or just set it for another 12 months ahead. You know, if it's April, for example, then set it for next April, your target date, and and see what you can do in those 365 days. That's right. You know, just use those uh, three months before that as practice, right? You Mm -hmm. don't have to, you know, we can always restart our goals and reset them and and begin again. And that's the whole benefit of setting goals, right? And that's kind of why people have vision statements and mission statements uh, for their businesses or even for their lives, right? Because they understand where they want to be. But again, you know, there's new challenges that come up every single day, right? I mean, I've watched TV commercials and and they have, you know, all the best food that you want to eat. And and it's always late night, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm not really hungry anymore, but (laughs) they start showing me these commercials and I start craving and I might go downstairs and, you know, open up a bag of chips or something. But I always learned if I don't have a bag of chips at home, I can't really crave chips. Uh, I'll have to open up a bag of something else, like maybe a bag of carrots instead, right? So uh, learning how to deal with those little cravings or instances where they can cause failure will also help you achieve your goals into the remainder of 2017. That's right. And we're living in the now, but like the results that we have now aren't necessarily a reflection of what we've done in the past. And that's sort of a difficult concept for all of us to accept. You're already on a trajectory. You're already moving towards certain things based on your habits, based on things you've accomplished, based on things you've already done. You're just not necessarily seeing all the results of the work and time and effort that you've already put into them. So don't get discouraged. Don't go back to the past down memory lane and go, you know, gosh, like based on yesterday, I still haven't gotten to 
where I want to go. You don't know the things that you've already set in motion by writing down those goals, working towards those goals, working on those habits. And, and so don't evaluate today and go, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. Rather, you know, know that you're on that trajectory. You've already put the, the train in motion and it's on those rails and you just got to keep it on those rails. Yeah, man, I love that. It's it's so true, right? You you know, you speak your goals into reality, right? That's one of the things I always heard. Right. And the other thing I always heard is what you just hit on as well is, you know, whatever you do today, the results of what you do today, just like our show, right? When we did our episode one, we weren't expecting our results to be, you know, 100% making hundreds no. of thousands of dollars on episode one. We realized it's a process, you know, it's going to take time. We have to build our audience just like we've been able to do, uh, you know, and have people come back and interact with us, uh, which is what we're also doing as well, right? And from those small steps, we keep building on those steps, right? Just like, uh, you know, if you're going to succeed in any part of the goals that you've set for yourself. I think that's a key point because a lot of people are going to look at maybe some quote unquote instant successes, which more often than not, we're 10 years in the making, or they're also going to look at bloggers or podcasters that got everything, you know, in order within eight episodes or 10 episodes of starting and they have this huge audience and tons of money coming in. But I think, you know, you still have to think about the scale of things like these people that only invested in those 10 blog posts or whatever it is, maybe still put in 100 hours per blog post in terms of researching, writing, editing, posting, formatting, marketing. And that marketing piece is huge. Maybe they shared it with every single person they even come to mind, build new connections, research the industry, try to get on podcasts, guest posts. You don't really know all the work that's gone into it. So in terms of scale, they've probably put in just as much work, if not more, if they've reached that point. So you, you just got to keep steady, you know, even if it's an hour a day, an hour a night, whatever time that you have available for your goals, you just got to stay consistent and keep doing it daily. For sure. And, you know, one of the things that we've sat down and did as well was we we looked at what we want to accomplish for this show as well, right? You know, um, we're going to sit down, know what we want to do, the type of products that we want to put out to to our listening audience as well, right? So those are the things that we will obviously do in 2017. But again, if we're not on track to that, that's okay. We sit down, we review our goals, and then just kind of figure out how to get back on track or even see if those are even important for us to, to do anymore because they may not line up with what... Uh, you know, our audience is asking for or what, uh, you know, is needed for us to do anymore. Yeah, we're both book, big book readers. So that's one of the reasons why we kind of started with the things that we've, we've started with. But obviously, we're thinking about other monetization strategies. I think building an online community would be awesome and interacting with people that way. I think doing live events periodically, bringing people together in one spot and, and sharing ideas and thoughts and, and new insights into the various things that, that we talk about on the show. I think it'd be incredible to perhaps launch some ebooks or audio courses and things like that. But those are all things that we're, that we're thinking about and we're kind of tweaking and adjusting as we kind of figure out what you guys want. So Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that when I uh, was going through this topic is, you know, trying to find reasons or ways that we could help our, uh, you know, the audience, you, the listener, how we can help you, you know, get back on track, right? So one of the first thing I wrote down was really find the reason that you did not succeed, right? So find that one reason or maybe many reasons that you did not succeed. Was it because you weren't prepared for that goal? You know, did you not have enough information? Uh, Did you not have the right maybe people or in, in, uh, 
there to help you or did you not have the right tools, right? Uh, maybe you didn't read enough books and, and maybe you weren't, uh, you know, motivated to even do that. Just because you yeah. write the goal down does not mean you're motivated to accomplish the goal. Maybe someone told you, hey, man, you're really good at guitar. And you said, you know what? I'm going to be a guitar player. I'm going to practice every day. But maybe you weren't really motivated to do it. You just only did it because someone said, hey, you might be good at this, right? I think that ties right in with the questions that I wrote down in advance for our listeners. So I'll, I'll definitely provide opportunities for you to chime in with with your some thoughts on these too, Mav. But I think th- these are all questions worth considering if you if you just don't feel like you're you're moving forward with your goals. The first is, are your goals written down? You know, is it so, have you actually taken the time to put pen to paper to write them down? And did you put them somewhere where you can actually look at them and, and review them regularly so that you're actually aware and conditioning your mind and your brain to think about those goals consistently? I mean, in a way, it is like a quote unquote wonderful obsession is what goals are. If we don't become increasingly focused and obsessed with them, then, you know, we're kind of setting ourselves up for failure in a way. It's it's really weird because you would think, well, obsession is not a good thing. And, and true, like uh, there's a lot of things where obsession is not a really great quality to have. But when it comes to goals, you want to be you want to be driven, you want to be right on them and to be thinking about them constantly. So without those regular reminders, I think we get off track pretty easily. And, you know, you think of an airplane, it's, it's off track 99.9% of the time, constantly course correcting to properly arrive at its destination. So without course correction and thinking about where we're trying to get to and how we've gotten off track, we could easily miss, miss the mark with, with our goals. Right. I do like the idea of writing your goals down. That's such a huge thing, right? You know, that's one of the first things I read when I started reading, you know, uh, books about goal setting and whatnot, right? Write your goal down and, and write how you want to accomplish. I always, you know, heard that you should put a date at the end of it, right? I mean, I guess that's what we're doing when we're setting New Year's resolutions. You know, you're saying, yep. this is what I'm going to accomplish in the next 12 months. Now, it doesn't have to be something that takes you 12 months to accomplish. It can be done a lot quicker for certain things. And some things may take you two or three years. You're just really setting the the foundation for you know accomplishing that goal two three years from now right but i do like the right uh, idea of writing the goal down if it's important to you you should write it down you should review it one of the things that you said too i loved it um and because if you're not reviewing that goal that's written down how do you know that you're going to be on track to accomplishing that goal as well yeah and these are really the basics of, of goal setting and i'm sure we'll go deeper but i think it's still important to cover all of them the next thing I want to ask you is, are you connected with your why? If if you don't know why you're moving towards those goals, it makes it a lot harder to stay on track. Like even if it's the type of thing where I need to get healthy and I need to lose weight because my doctor told me to. Well, it's not your doctor's goal, is it? It's your goal. You have to own it. And if you don't own it, then you can't make forward progress with that. So it's not enough to like hear from your doctor that you might have a heart attack within two years if you don't change your lifestyle. It, you still have to think of it in terms of this is my goal. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for my health. And then you can sort of begin to think about I'm doing this for my family and my friends and I'm doing it for my future and things like that. But you got to start with you. That's right. And, you know, and one of the things you have to, I think, look at, too, is uh, how to connect yourself to that want and need. Right. I do love your example of the doctor telling you that, hey, you're going to, you know, if you're going to die in two years, if you don't start taking care of yourself, how are you going to take ownership of that as well? Right. right. No, just because a doctor tells you that, are you going to give up and say, you know, I got two years, I'm going to go live life for the next two years? Or are you actually going to try to extend your life and start taking care of yourself? Because sometimes it's something really simple, like cleaning up your diet, maybe exercising a little bit, going for a walk, finding ways to de-stress. 
you know, if you're not willing to do simple things like that, then maybe you won't be able to prolong your life. And then, you know, you kind of give up. And are, are you really our listener? I don't think is the type of person that's going to give up. I don't think, no. you know, they wouldn't be listening to using your power because our, we're about, you know, using that inner power from inside to make yourself an outward better life. Right. And and uh, I believe that when you connect to the understanding of why uh, you want to be a better person and and you review your goals, like we said at the starting, once they're written down, uh, you will find a way to continue then to build on that. Exactly. And as another example, you know, I used to set like monetary goals, which I don't see a problem with. And I know that some people have done well and accomplished with that. So I'm not telling anyone not to do it. I just know that for me, whenever I set goals, like I want to make six figure income this year, it actually didn't motivate me. So I, I knew that it wasn't connected with, with my why. I think my why is more tied to helping people and, and, and teaching them and educating them and sharing them with them as opposed to just some kind of monetary goal. And, and I think the money will come if I focus on the right things. Right, you know, and that's kind of why we did the episode on how to make $100, right? Because yeah. we could have done an episode like a lot of the other podcasters and bloggers out there and said, hey, how to make a million dollars or how to make your first six figures. But, you know, if you have to know how to make a simple $10 or a simple dollar before you can learn how to make more and add more zeros to that, right? So I think when we did the how to make $100, it's something that people know how to do is make $100, but can you take your spare time and then turn that you know, into $100? It could be a little hobby or whatnot, right? So um, I mean, I'd love to tell people how to make six figures, but we're on our way to projecting to get to there as well. Yes. So until we get there, uh, we won't be doing a show on that because it's not really coming from a factual place, right? I know myself and yourself, we can go online, we can research all the notes, put a, a great episode together and then tell yeah. people, hey, hey, this is how you make $100,000. But it's not going to be real. It's not who we are. And we're going to project to be different people than who we are, right? So we really want to make it and bring it right down to the simple things, you know, how to make $100. If that can be, you know, a simple goal, and it can be done by helping people, like you said, and I think that's what uh, has brought me and you together, actually, Mm is because we do want to help a lot of different people uh, and we're not only focused on making money absolutely i mean to live the lifestyles we hope to live just and it doesn't we're not looking to live maybe you know a uh, 10 million dollar lifestyles we're looking just to be able to take care of our families right now and you know have enough income coming in where we're in control of our time and you know we we did a little talk on that as well with time and money so if you haven't heard that episode definitely go take a peek absolutely and i think it's more exciting for us to document our progress and then share it with you as it as it comes along it's a lot more fun for us and you're exactly right we could do all the research and put together an episode on how to make six figures or a million or whatever and we know different ways people have achieved that lifestyle but i think it would be better once we've actually there and my next question then is are you willing to make changes in your life to accomplish your goals you know a lot of people will set goals and then their lifestyle doesn't really change or their habits don't really change or the routine doesn't really change and they don't realize that that's something that needs to shift in order for them to actually accomplish their goals so for example you know you go in with the best intentions but you realize okay i don't really actually have an extra hour in my day. What do I do? And at that point, you might actually have to get up an hour earlier or something like that in order to begin working towards those goals. And and that's kind of connected to another point, which is just, are you willing to do whatever, whatever it takes to move towards that goal? 
if if not, I mean, there's it, it. Like I said earlier, you sort of have to get obsessed with that goal in order to move towards it and achieve it. You need to be thinking about it regularly, every single day. So if if that's if that's not the point you're at, you're probably not willing to make willing to make the proper sacrifices or the necessary sacrifices to get that goal. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I like what you said was even get up an hour early, right? So, um, I mean, that is something we can do and you have the option to do. And and that's actually one of my goals for this year was not necessarily to get up an hour early, but it's to get up an hour early so I can meditate and still be able to do all the things I want to do. So my, my, the way I started that was I started by setting my alarm and then, you know, I knew what time I woke up. I woke up at 6.30 every day, but then every day I would just set my alarm for the 5.30 time. But now I just get out of bed 10 minutes earlier every single day day until I've made it a habit of getting out of bed by 5.30. And now it's just a, a daily process where I'm getting out of bed at 5.30 every day, right? So um, now the other thing on the flip side of that is, do you really need to get up an hour early? Or do you need to look at where do you spend your time every single day? Yeah. So one of the things I actually wrote down was, you know, maybe we need to take a look at our own schedules and see what is actually taking um, the are the majority of our time in our schedule. Are we filling it with things that are important for us to get us to our goals? Or are we just kind of filling it with the fluff of the day and then trying to add our goals in there, you know, whenever we can, right? So we really have to, I think, make our goals, uh, you know, the most important. Like you said, you know, if, if that's what you want, you have to live it, you have to breathe it. Those mm-hmm. are the things that, you know, ignite you. And those are the things that, you know, trigger the excitement within yourself, right? So those are the things that you will do. And everything else that's not part of your goal, you have to then really think about, and I think you'll agree, David, is it really that important then for me to continue focusing on these, uh, you know, low quality, Uh, Mm. you know, lifestyle goals that I have that are not going to get me to the high quality of lifestyle that I've been trying to get to. Some really great points there. And yeah, I think it goes back to like the Stephen Covey method of prioritization. I think it's just a very simple way of thinking about it. It may not be like the the ultimate time management practice, but it certainly does help you think in terms of what your priorities are. So many of us focus on high urgency, low priority tasks, and that's pretty much your to-do list. It doesn't mean that those items don't need to get done. Absolutely. They might have a deadline. I know I've got a to-do list right in front of me right now, and that tells me what I need to accomplish this week in terms of the various writing assignments and other things that I'm doing and then some things for my website too. But I know that most of this, even content, producing content for my website is, is not necessarily high priority. High priority is like writing books. High priority is, is, you know, business development or getting new customers or growing my email list. Those are high priority things, but may not be urgent. So yes, you might have to restructure or reschedule your life so that you are are spending one or two hours or three hours on your high priorities because otherwise you might not do it because the urgent has a way of taking over all your time. Our, another question is, are your goals realistic based on the time and resources available to you? Uh, and that kind of goes back to the last thing I said about time, but in terms of resources, you know, does your goal require you to put a lot of money into, into it in order to be successful? And if so, like, where's the income coming from in order to support that goal? So even with something like, I want to do 80 paintings this year. Great. But can you afford all the canvases, all the paint, all the the tools that you need in order to do all those paintings this year? I mean, you'll find the time if you're passionate about it. But what if you don't have the money to support that? 
Right. And I do like the idea what you said, you know, I'm going to do 80 paintings this year, but then you, I think you also got to decide what are you going to do with those paintings as well, mm-hmm. right? Are you going to, is your goal to then make money off those paintings? Or is your goal to just hang them in your own home? You know, are you giving them away to friends? And once you kind of know what you're going to do with those paintings as well, right? So if your goal mm-hmm. is to, let's say, sell those paintings at, let's say, $500, uh, then of course, absolutely, you're going to be able to afford the additional canvases, the paints, the brushes and everything. But if your goal is to just hang them on your walls or give them away for free, then your point is absolutely great, right? Like, how are you going to pay for all the additional supplies? Uh, because 80 paintings can cost, um, you know, not only in, in tools, but also in time as well, right? So yeah. looking at how, how long is it going to take you to do those paintings? Uh, you know, what kind of time can you uh, put towards it? What time of the day are you going to put towards it, right? I know uh, many of us have probably also heard, you know, nine to five is when we work for, our, you know, our, our day, you know, nine to five takes care of our money and our nine, uh, five to nine takes care of our dreams in the future, right? So exactly, or something right. along that line, I appreciate sure I messed it up a little bit yeah. but no um, the point is yeah I love that point yeah but you know if we're if we got to figure out how we're going to utilize our time and what part of the day that we're going to utilize to paint in this example as well right because um, you know a lot of people I know will burn the candle at both ends as well right they'll yeah. stay awake as long as they need to they'll go to sleep three four hours a night and that's it and they'll get up and, and start doing what they need to do right and again I think that's what you're talking about that burning passion do you have that fire in you that makes you want to get up and not worry about sleep right and I think once you start getting to that type of um, mindset, you know, you'll go for your goals uh, every single day. Yeah. And I think what you said is a great way of reconnecting with your why. Like, what am I going to do with those paintings? Okay. I want to give it away to friends. Awesome. Now you have a why for why you're going to actually do those paintings and 80 is a lot. So yeah, you would, you would definitely want some kind of motivation. And then the last question I just wanted to ask everybody was, do your goals inspire you? I think there is sort of that sweet spot that a lot of people talk about something that makes you a bit uncomfortable, but not so uncomfortable that it seems impossible possible. So, you know, you want to stretch yourself with your goals if possible. Maybe you have to bring on a new, you know, uh, employee or a contractor or a friend or a partner to help you with your, your project and take it to where you want to go. And that's the only way it's actually going to get done. Well, if those goals are inspiring you, you will do it. But if your goals are not really motivating you in any way then they're not serving you so it's time to rethink your goals right and i just want to maybe have our have yourself david and our listeners here think about you know are your goals inspiring you in a slightly different way you know just because the goals let's say are inspiring you are they the right time of your life to be doing those goals, right? So for example, I know mm. I want to travel the whole world and, and that's something that inspires me to travel and I work hard to, to be able to do that. But is right now the right time to travel the right, the world or, you know, maybe 10 years from now when I have all the the right uh, things in uh, in the background set up where now I have enough money coming in, you know, the, you know all the things I, I've taken care of it and 10 years from now, that'd be a better time for me to travel the world, right? So I think your goals should inspire you to do things, but I think you should also look at the right timing for those goals, right? If it's a health goal, business goal, you know, pro- uh, probably most likely that you're you're going to be thinking about now and, and the future. But if it's stuff like traveling, for example, then absolutely, it might be something that you can do right now. But, you know, if you're struggling to be able to travel because you're throwing everything on your credit cards, it might not be a great goal that, you know, although it's very inspiring, but it may not be a great goal right now. That's, that's true. And, you know, that's, some people might take it the wrong way when you say do 
whatever you know will be willing to do whatever it takes to actually get that goal and then spend a you know a ton of money that you don't have on vacations you can't afford well that's not a really great way to to problem solve you know there there are better methods so yeah that's a really great point we also we all need to be thinking about that what's realistic and i think as far as health goals go i mean health needs to be ongoing i mean it's a great thing to say i want to be 40 pounds lighter or to gain this much in muscle mass or be this percentage of body fat or anything but ultimately in the grand scheme of your life and it might not be something you're thinking about if you're in your 20s health has to be an ongoing priority it cannot be just now or just later no for sure and you know like they say health is wealth Yes. Right. And that's, you know, we, I think we've said that a few times in a few different podcasts and, and, and it rings true, right? If you're not healthy, uh, you know, you may not have the best, but then in, in the flip side of it, I've seen, you know, you hear about people who drink every day and they smoke cigarettes or cigars and they still end up living to 90 plus. Right. So, yep. I mean, for the most part, those people aren't the norm. I think they're just the odd people that we hear about, but on, and you know, the norm is that if you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, you will probably pass away, unfortunately. Um, so it's taking care of yourself first before you can start looking at uh, how to help other people as well, right? Because your goal may be, you know, helping people and getting on track with that. But if you aren't helping yourself and taking care of your mental state and your physical state, then, you know, that goal of helping people may inspire you, but it may not be able to inspire you to help them the way you really want them. Yeah, and I think that definitely goes back to what I was saying earlier. And I think I've even read this in a, in a book, and it did challenge me at first for sure. But you got to help yourself first if you want to help others. So out of the overflow of the supply that you have, you're able to help others. But if you have no overflow, if you don't have an abundance, if you're not prospering in that thing, then you don't really have anything to offer others. So don't be too quick to get there. It's like we got to fill ourselves up, and then we can share with others. And I'm sure, you know, many talk show hosts or other inspirational figures like Oprah would probably say the same thing. For sure. And, you know, one of the things that I remember when we're in the, when I was in the social uh, networking here or uh, networking uh, through the, you know, the, the, what we used to do here on the side uh, years and years ago. But one of the things that you used to always say is fill up your buckets first, right? And then mm. give from your buckets. So, you know, uh, typically, you know, you'd go to one of the events, you're, you're being taught, you're being educated, you're, you know, you're taking notes, you're being re-motivated. And then you would take that to go out and build your business for the next three, four months. And, you know, you're, you do deplete your motivation as well. So you do have to find ways to stay motivated and not just get back to your goals for 2017, but stay on track to completing your goals for 2017 because if every three months you're, you're listening to this episode and saying oh I got to get back to it then there's obviously something that's uh, still missing in keeping you inspired to keep going yeah. for your goals as well exactly like what we said earlier about course correction. So what's what's your next point, Matt? Awesome. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about here too is if you're having trouble on getting back to your goals for 2017, uh, the couple of things that I'm implementing for myself is not just because I'm having troubles, is because I want to ensure I don't have troubles uh, in the future is I'm actually going to be looking at, uh, you know, um, getting a mentor because I find mm-hmm. that if I have a mentor, then I have somebody that I can stay responsible to for my own self, right? So, and it's somebody who can actually help me... Uh, as you said, course correct when I'm going the wrong way. It's kind of like the book, The Slight Edge, like you you know, you know, you mentioned yeah. it a few times in a couple of different podcasts too. Uh, but as soon as uh, I'm, I'm going in the wrong direction, that mentor can push me in the right direction. They can guide me. They can ask me the questions and say, hey, well, why are you doing these things? And really challenge the way I'm thinking, maybe my mindset, right? Uh, also, my goal is to read more books this year as well to kind of help me uh, along with my goal uh, goals as well. It's also to be more positive, right? I think if you're positive, confident, it brings about confidence as 
as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it not only gets you back on track, it keeps you on track, right? Uh, one of the things you said was reviewing your goals as well. And you know, I love that idea. Uh, listening to positive podcasts, I think an educational podcast like this one and any of the other ones that you uh, also enjoy listening to, right? Because uh, I'm not naive to say that this is the only podcast we listen to because this is not, you know, we listen to our own podcasts, we record them, and then we also listen to other podcasts that we get inspiration from as well. Big time. And it's that thing of if you want to excel in a certain area of life, then you should seek out a mentor in that area of life. If you want more, if you want to be more a spiritual person, you could set an appointment with your pastor or, or priest every week to have a discussion with them to talk about matters of spirituality and religion. You could you know, hire a trainer at the gym to help you get in shape you can hire a business coach or find a business coach or mentor that's willing to help you along and move forward in, in your business. And it's especially helpful if you're looking for a business mentor to be in a different industry or a different niche than, than they are, because that way there's no, you know, competitive thing happening where, you know, you're, you're giving away trade secrets or things that you don't information that you don't really want to share with them. So whatever it is, and I'm, and I'm thinking along the same lines too, you know, is there a business mentor out there for me? Is there someone that can teach me what I need to know? Is there somebody that can help me along and make more progress as opposed to me just grinding it out myself and trying to learn the right things? Because Mav and I had a discussion recently about relevance. You know, you could be listening to a great podcast by great host and great guests and everything. But if that podcast or that message doesn't speak to you at that particular time, if it's not the right information that you need right now, it doesn't matter how good the information is. It's good for the future and it might help you in a future situation that you find yourself in. But what about stuff that helps you right now? No, you got a great point. I'm going to just give you an example. That I remember, I don't know if you've seen this episode of Seinfeld where um, Jerry, Sein- Jerry says to George, he's like, yeah, when you read Moby Dick the second time, it's, it's a different ending. <laughs> you know, and obviously he's joking with him, but you know, the journey that based on your experiences you've gone through in that book will be a different journey when you read it the second time, the third time, and the fourth time because you grow from it. So I love what you just said and it made me really think about that example because, you know, as we as we continue to grow and learn and and do the things that we need to do to accomplish our goals, uh, you know, everything we do will be different, even though we've already experienced it maybe many, many times over. It's that thing of spaced repetition. Like I read a bunch of books towards the end of 2016 that I'd already read before, but I get something different out of them now. Like reading a leadership book when you're in network marketing versus reading a leadership book when you're in your business for yourself are two very different things I was finding out, Mav. And I think I can relate more to the message now that I'm kind of doing something that I care about and believe in versus something that I couldn't really see myself staying in long term. Right. And, you know, this is funny because even before we started speaking uh, on this uh, episode here, one of the things I mentioned to you is I'm not going to be reading as many motivational books right. as I've read in the past. And and you asked me, he's like, well, I guess you're motivated now. Hey, and I said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. You know, I needed it up to a certain point and I still listen to uh, motivational podcasts here and there. I still will read a motivational book because I don't want to get away from that motivation, right, where I have to, you know, get, then get back towards to my goal. So I still want to know what's motivating me and, and how to keep myself motivated I think it's always a good idea but if I'm only ever focusing on staying motivated and motivating myself and not taking the next step you know which might scare me uh, towards my goals um, I'll never take it right so uh, that's one of the things I was saying to you I'm, I'm gonna do that for myself because in order for me to I think I've built that foundation now it's to start building that home on that foundation or my you know my future 
partly it's about how many times can you read about the same principles, right? Set your goals, think long-term, be consistent in life, you know, uh, study, become a student. All these things are like true and very important. They just, you know, after a while, they don't necessarily hit you the right or the same way they used to maybe when you were brand new to personal development. Right. I think if you continually read those books or listen to those type of uh, audio programming uh, on repetition and don't take action on them, then the message eventually gets lost. I know for myself, I I think that's where I was. So as soon as we started, you know, putting this project together, it motivated me. I knew I wanted to do something like this. I wanted to, uh, you know, have my own website as well. I wanted to be able to blog and, and, and I knew you were already doing it. So it's like, you know, that motivated me when I saw you doing it. And now I know that it was possible for myself to do it. Right. And, and I didn't need that additional motivation once I started. And that was the, that's the key, right? Once you get started in applying the, the things that you need to do to get to your goals, that should be motivation enough. Cause if that's not inspiring you to do it, then you have to rethink, I think what your, um, insp- true inspiration really is then. Yeah. And I think that's also coming back to a thing of application being kind of tough. You read an entire book that's two, three, four hundred pages. And if you haven't been taking notes, note taking is kind of a key point. If, you know, you were half asleep as you were reading it, if the author didn't quite present it in a way that's immediately applicable, Rich Dad Poor Dad comes to mind. <laughs> you know, there's books out there that, like, again, I think Rich Dad Poor Dad is a great book. Uh, it's very inspirational. I think there's a lot of great things in it, but there's no, there's nothing in there about what's next. And there's a lot of books like that where there's nothing about. So application can be very difficult for a variety of reasons. But that's one of the reasons why I think it's good to, you know, read through a book multiple times too. It, you'll take out all the pieces that you are actually able to apply in that moment. And applying everything at once is hard. So like taking one thing at a time and then breaking it down and applying it to to your life. And that creates habits a lot easier, I think, than than trying to do everything at once. Love it. You know, the the next thing I wrote here was uh, to revisit the steps that you took at the beginning of the year and then expanding on them, right? So mm-hmm. uh, again, this goes with goal setting. So if you if you set a plan of action, a course of action that you're going to take, you know, step one, step two, step three, but maybe you're missing a step in between those, right? Maybe you need a step 1A. Uh, you know, you decide to get up at 5.30, but then part of that step is you haven't decided to set your alarm for 5.30. You know, you're, you're, you have to have a reason, right? Maybe you keep your phone by your bedside but you want to get out of bed by 5.30 and you know because your phone's by your bedside you always just hit the snooze on your phone because guess what no one uses an alarm clock anymore yeah. right so m- maybe move your phone to the other side of your, your bedroom right I mean these are concepts everybody's probably heard of but in order to get, get out of bed physically you know you have to then go to your phone and turn it off right so it, find ways you know so put break it down you know that's one of the yeah. things I learned uh, by listening to Think Act Get actually that's one of the things that James Shremko said was you know have an exact step by step you know get up set alarm get up you know pull the covers off put one foot out put the other foot out stand up (laughs) and break it down to the simplest form right and then you follow those exact steps until you start doing them and they become a habit once it's a habit and you don't need to think about it then move on to setting another goal Absolutely. Another great thing that James Ramco talks about is the five whys, right? So sometimes getting to the root of a problem within a company is very difficult. So you ask your employee why, but the first answer that you get is not the right answer. So you go five whys deep. You keep going, 
why did it break down? Why was communication? Why was, you know, so on and so forth? And you keep going until you arrive at the answer. I think it's kind of the same thing with goal setting and determining what your motivation is. Go deeper, you know, ask, be willing to ask yourself why five times and keep elaborating on that answer. Don't give the same answer <laughs> every time. Give a new answer or a deeper answer or a more true answer to yourself five times. And I think you'll find that what your motivation truly is. Right. And I love that idea of asking yourself why five times, you know, I've never heard that before. So I really mm. like that concept. Uh, maybe I just haven't got to that episode yet. Yeah, could, could be that. <laughs> uh, but I do like that idea, right? Because if you ask yourself why, then you, you are looking for that deeper understanding within yourself. Because if you know that you aren't hitting your goals, it's only you can really understand why you're not getting there, right? No one else can answer that for you. Yeah. You know, just like no one can answer why you're motivated by it either. Uh, so if you really start digging deeper, and I find that through meditation, I'm able to dig deeper and find my why, right? I don't necessarily ask myself five times. Maybe I'll start doing that in my meditation and, you know, see where that gets me asking myself the deeper question of why maybe a few more times. I usually find that within about two, three whys, I can typically get there. But you're right, you know, if I ask myself a couple more times, maybe I'll be able to, you know, peel off the layer of that onion and get a little bit deeper. I think that's what... um, psychiatrists do as well, right? Mm, they kind of, that's right. you know, lay you down and say, okay, well, tell me why this you feel this way. Tell me why you, you think that on that answer, right? And they'll just keep digging and digging and digging and they'll figure out it's your mom or dad, that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of also how Dianetics works. But I, I like what you say about breaking things down. Like in the last two years, I have read 52 books both years into 2015 and 2016. But that is impossible if you don't have a reading habit. So you got to get in the habit of reading, breaking it down, you know, even thinking about what are the specific books I'm going to read? I know that you line them up all on your shelf, Mavina. I think that's a great idea. Or even just making a list and writing them down or even putting them publicly on your website saying, these are the books I'm reading like I did. Uh, and those are some of the ways to make sure that you're actually getting into the regular habit that leads to the completion of the goal. Right. And I broke it down even further into that too, right? So I once I did. picked the books, I actually looked at exactly how many pages each book had and then I divided it by the number of days that I needed to read that book into, right? So my goal this year, for example, is, um, uh, what is it, uh, 30 books this year, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for me to read 30 books in a year, I have to be able to read, depending on the length of those books, uh, one book every 12 days. Uh, so I had to ex- figure out exactly how many pages then I have to read per day to get to that goal, right? And some of my books, I just need to read maybe six pages a day. And obviously, I know I can read way more than six pages a day, so I'll probably end up reading closer to 20 or 30 pages a day and get done that book a lot quicker. But then some of the longer books, you know, I got to read 20 to 25 pages a day or more. And my goal is always, I don't just read 25 pages, although that is my goal. I always try to read to the end of that chapter. So I do end up reading a few more pages Mm. than my actual goal is, right? So it's kind of going over that minimum goal that I've set for myself. So I can, I know for sure that I will be able to, um, you know, accomplish that goal by the end and maybe hit 20, 31 or 32 books by the end of the year. Yeah, that's one way of making sure that you get there and get to where you want to go. I wanted to talk just quickly about, you know, rethinking your approach to goal setting if your current model isn't working. So a lot of different models are taught in the world, probably among one of the more common ones and I think well-meaning ones is the SMART goals. 
you know, making sure that your goals are time bound and they're realistic and specific and all that kind of stuff. Not just saying, I want to lose weight, but saying, I want to learn, lose 20 pounds by this specific date and, and thinking about the steps that you need to take to get there. It just something to think about is your current your current goal setting model could be holding you back if you find that you're repeatedly falling short. Like if you're falling short and you're but you're coming close to your goals every single time, well that's great. You know, you set a goal to earn six figures but you made ninety thousand. I don't know too many people that would be angry about that if their previous year's income was much less than that. So you've still come close to your goals and so I think that that's fine. But if you're following falling way, way, way short, like you're not even getting to thirty percent achievement within your goals it's maybe time to think about a different goal setting model and let me give you an example the the prior year i decided that i couldn't really accomplish like metric based goals and like in terms of how much money i made or like i could achieve i could have control over how many blog posts i wrote so that's something i did have i felt i have control over but i couldn't necessarily think about how many subscribers i was i would get as a result of writing those blog posts so i kind of put those metric based goals aside and i made my goals all actionable so they were all action steps that i could actually do as opposed to being some kind of number that i was supposed to be reaching I love it. You know, and when you have the action goal, that's exactly what we're saying, right? That's an application. So it's applying the knowledge you have. You know that if you keep doing the steps properly and and guiding yourself through those steps, you'll eventually get to the, the goal you want, right? You know in your back of your mind, you kind of know what kind of money you want to make. You know what your goals are for your business. You know what uh, you know how many people you want to have subscribing, and not just subscribing, and opening those emails and looking at what you're doing, right? And I think yeah. you know one of the things that we will eventually uh, do down the road here is uh, look at maybe how to increase traffic to our websites, blog, and podcasts as well, because that again having those goals will help us, you know, with that too. And I think a lot of people listening to this will probably also enjoy that uh, podcast. But um, once you knew what you wanted. You know, keep telling yourself, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. But how about I want to lose 15 pounds? I love what you said there. And then develop an action step because that's how you accomplish anything, right? And that's kind of why, like I was saying to you, and I think I've told you this off mic as well, that that's the reason I stopped wanting to stop reading motivational books because I've read so <laughs> many of them that I had actually forgot to start applying that information because I got into such a habit of reading and not applying, mm. right? So uh, although my goal is still actually to read more books than I did last year, um, it's actually to now also apply more information than I did last year. So I like that idea of as well, being able to you know uh, have the right steps to keep applying and, and what you want will eventually come. And it's interesting, like I just read Virtual Freedom or finished reading Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker. It's it's actually a bit of a longer book, too. I think there's 250 or 300 pages in it. But, you know, it's, it is a great book. I think it definitely covers the steps as far as hiring a virtual team in Philippines or, or overseas or other places that you might be looking to hire people for, you know, various reasons. It might be the reduced labor or, you know, cutting costs with, with office space and, and things like that. But there wasn't this, like, it's not all applicable to me right this moment as far as hiring a virtual assistant. Is it something I'm thinking about? Yes. And I'm also trying to think about whether it's better for me to hire a personal assistant that could be working closer to me versus a virtual assistant who's overseas and I have to give instructions to and, and keep an eye on. 
I don't know if one is necessarily easier or more difficult than the other because I don't really have experience with that. But these are things that I'm thinking about, which is why I'm, I'm like reading a little bit ahead on on what that would look like. But there were still some like two or three things that I could take away immediately. You know, Chris Ducker spends one chapter talking about content. Well, you know, content is something I'm doing daily all the time, not just in my own business, but in other people's business. So he talked about like a simple research process to send to his virtual assistance for how to find keywords and how to put together content that that's well researched and and all that kind of stuff so i was like okay well here's a simple four-step process that i can now Im implement immediately to increase the effectiveness of my content so that's something that i'm taking away but that's another you know i'm just speaking to this whole idea of can be difficult to apply the knowledge at times but so still if you're willing if you're open there might be two or three things you can take away from a book that are that are valuable to you right now Right. And I liked what you said earlier about the, the idea of thinking outside the box as well, right? So one, I was listening to a podcast by um, Donald, Kel Donald Kelly and uh, the sales evangelist, and I don't remember the exact episode anymore, but what he was saying was, in the interviewer was saying, I guess, they were trying to think outside the box. So what they did was they invited uh, eight different uh, businesses and they invited, let's say, about I think they invited about, oh, about 20 different clients or something like that. And what they did was like a, a speed dating kind of a concept so that each business would sit get to sit with the client and have to tell their you know their pitch you know mm. the 30 40 second yeah. pitch their elevator pitch and then you know time then you'd switch and you do the same thing again with the next client and then it'd be a lot quicker way of finding the right match for the client as well as the business and i just thought it was really different for the way they thought right because if we keep using the same approaches to to try to accomplish the goals that we've been always trying what's the the einstein saying there if you keep doing what you uh always did you keep getting what you always got yeah so and that's the definition of insanity right, right. so uh, if you keep doing it and not getting the to where you want to go as you can tell by the statistics you read at the starting yeah. of the show uh, a lot of people unfortunately are falling short so well and 50 percent of people are not even setting resolutions that's right. crazy I think we'd have to, you know, that's maybe another episode, but, you know, why are not people setting goals, right? You know, what are they afraid of? Uh, failure or success, right? That was one of the things I know me and you've talked about as well. Uh, what, you know, and I think, I, and I've answered my, answered that question to you about what I'm afraid of, but, um, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of people don't set it for, you know, whatever reason it is. I think maybe they're comfortable where they are and, yeah. you know, and don't want to set bigger goals, uh, you know, and not necessarily you have to set goals, right? Maybe if you're happy with everything you have and where your life is, at this moment, like we said, right, you may not need to set goals in this moment. Maybe you need to set goals a little bit later for because they may not be the right goals. So, but if you're saying 50% of the people aren't setting goals at all, and if that's well, ever res resolutions, right? Wow. Well, even yeah, resolutions. To me, that's still kind of goals. a goal, right? They might have goals separate from that because I know there's some cynicism around New Year's resolution. But right. yeah, I think, you know, ideally everyone should have some kind of New Year's resolution. Right. Well, see, and maybe I approach it a little bit different. I don't look at New Year's resolutions. I look at what are my New Year's goals? So yes, what are my goals for, for the sure. next 12 months? I don't necessarily, I don't think I've ever actually set a resolution. Um, you know, I, I don't even know what a resolution would be. But for me, it's just like, you know, I set myself uh, anywhere between 10 and 15 goals for the year and then go from there right um i guess if i had a resolution uh, i guess get healthy is probably the easiest one right that most people probably pick yeah and the, the statistics is absolutely crazy 45 percent americans usually make a resolution and 49 percent say they have infrequent success so that means only 25 percent say they have maybe somewhat frequent success and 24 percent of, of that 49% say they never succeeded with it at all. 
So, you know, we can kind of guess how many people are actually doing well with it. Well, you know, and, it may, and it's funny you read that stat. And as you're reading it again, it made me think about how many people go to heard, uh, go to school, get a job, and then go to work, right? And, and yep. Sorry, go to school, get an education, go to work. And, I mean, it's the same type of concept. Nothing is being changed in the teaching of how to accomplish your goals. We all know we can go online and we can, uh, you know, read about how to, you know, have more people come to our, our website for traffic. But if, if you keep following the same principles, and they're not working and you just say well something's wrong here I read exactly what it says and it's not doing it for me and you keep trying to implement the exact same solution it's not going to work it's going to break down and you're not going to get the success that you want right so unfortunately it is a little bit of a rant here but it's the same thing when people go to school uh, you know I was, I was listening to the Obama speech uh, right his last speech that he did before he left office and something caught me it was a great speech he's a great speaker but one of the things he said was you know the world is going to change for the middle class with the inventions of the technologies that we're, mm. we're, we're uh, having, more jobs are going to be lost to technology. Then he turns around and says right after that statement, that's why we need to educate our kids. So you're telling me we're going to lose jobs in the middle class, but then we need to spend more money or the kids need to spend more money, put themselves into further debt to not be able to get a job later. Makes you know, no So you have to really listen to what is being told to you and taught to you. And if we keep using that old mind uh, mindset of setting goals, just like we're being taught the same thing over and over again without putting a tweak into your process, you're always going to get to these negative statistics that we're, you know, we're yeah. reading here. What you're talking about made me think of but basically like a caveman approach to life. Like it's closer to a to-do list than a goal list. Jimmy, get degree. Jimmy, have degree. Jimmy, get wife. Jimmy, have wife. Jimmy, get home. Jimmy, have home. Jimmy, get car now. I get car. You know, like that's just a to-do list. That's not much of a goal list. Everybody has those things in North America. Like that's how fortunate we are here in North America if we have any international listeners. But bottom line, that's not a goal list at all. And maybe we do, you know, in some ways have that luxury of actually thinking about what we want beyond our basic needs. Our basic needs are essentially covered here. I mean, I know some people are going through hard times and everything. So don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot of people that are broken, debt and worse. But you know, for, for the vast majority of people, our need, our basic needs are covered. And it's it, in some ways, it is a luxury to be able to think about what we want to achieve above and beyond that. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things, the last point I have written over here, David, is uh, look at your current goals and then review them and, and mm-hmm. understand why you set them. You know, I think we've talked about all this as we've talked, but, uh, you know, if if it's still valid, then develop a plan to stay on track or, or change the plan and tweak it. If it's not valid anymore because, you know, you've tried, you know, you've tried it, you've tried something in your business, it didn't work, or, you know, it, it, your business has taken a different direction, the CEO has changed, or, uh, or, you know, you've changed, you've learned something new, a new process has come, new products, new tools have been developed, the industry is changing daily, and if we're going to continue using the old style of thinking, even at the starting of January 1st, to accomplish our goals here in, uh, you know, April or so, um, we might fail because what we thought was right in January may not be correct in, you know, in the time that we're listening to this podcast today. Yeah. And I think that totally connects to, to my last point too, which is probably mostly just reinforcement at this point, which is that, are you willing to update and change your goals as necessary? Cause you might go through 
a process where your goal is a long-term goal and maybe it takes you one year, maybe it takes you five years, maybe it takes you 10 years, but somewhere along that line, you begin to feel more motivated, more inspired by different things. It doesn't mean that you're changing your goal entirely, but you might need to pivot a little bit, adjust by a few degrees and, and make it into something that is still relevant to you and still motivating to you. So you at points in you know you might want to check at certain points every 90 days or every year or whatever works for you just to see where you're at and then ask yourself if that if that goal still matters to you if you're saying hell yeah go with it but if you're like yeah maybe then <laughs> readjust because that's probably not not the goal that you want to go for and also what i said about 90 days i think that's another thing we can all do to better manage our expectations is is living in 90 day capsules and the thing about 90 days is it seems really short but guess what that's a quarter of a year so setting two or three goals per quarter is probably the most you really want to do if you really think long and hard about it and if you go by that model i think you will increase your success rate as opposed to going well i have i have an entire year i'm just going to set as many goals as i want 20 30 40 50 no, because <laughs> 90 days is short and you only got four of those in a year. Right. And, you know, even if you do set, let's say, 30 goals, you know, break them down, like you said, you know, um, break them down. And if you're talking about quarters, for example, you can divide yeah. that, uh, you know, or divide it by monthly and divide it by, you know, maybe two goals a month is all you can handle. Maybe two goals in 90 days is all you can handle, depending on what your goals is. I think a lot of times people's goals are sometimes habit building goals versus, you know, um, direct goals on what they want to accomplish right. as well. So if it, it can take you ni- up to, you know, 90 days to build a habit sometimes it can take you longer it can take be a lot shorter than that as well right i agree i think you have to be in that moment of decision and say you know what i'm going for it you know same thing for me to get out of bed at 5 30 i had to make a decision on saying i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna get out of bed it's i i have to do this because you know i want to work out i want to meditate and in order for me to accomplish both of those they do take almost you know a close to an hour of my time each day so i decided yeah i got to get up an hour earlier to be able to do this but i want to keep that um going into the future so getting up at a earlier time means also that i'm going to go to bed potentially at a little bit later time as well so i'm not consuming all the you know the garbage that's on tv as well um at nighttime you know i'm not at 10 o'clock typically i'm turning off my tv if it's on even uh, and then i'm not worried about it i'm now trying to get into this relaxed time uh, you know spend time with my wife as well right so yeah, no, that's that's really great. Uh, you know, the reason I would bring up the 90-day capsule, it's something that I'm learning too. But, you know, James Franco talks about it. Even Michael Hyatt talks about it. So I was like, well, you know, that, that made me pay attention. So that's what I'm working towards. That's what my whiteboard says, 90-day goals. And, you know, it's, has, it's not fully fleshed out, but I think... You know, with the pace that I'm that I'm keeping and everything that I'm looking to accomplish, you know, I should be able to get a book or two or three or even five out this year wow. based on you know the work that I'm putting in. So right, and I like the what you said too with the 90 day goals because I I, I do my uh, I don't probably call it 90 day goals, um, but I like the idea that each goal that I've set and as soon as I accomplish it, I always set an, another goal that adds to it. Like I said, to that foundation, right? I want to keep building that fa- uh, on top of my foundation. So even though the goal started, for example, at losing weight or losing fat, it wasn't about losing weight because I, you know, I'm at healthy weight, 170 pounds is pretty healthy. But I looked at my body composition and said, well, you know, I, I want to lose a little bit of fat on my body. So right. I, I'm not lo- necessarily looking to convert 
convert 150, you know, to 150 pounds. I'm looking to maybe stay at 170 pounds, but turn that fat into a little bit more muscle, right? So I guess looking at what my goal is and understanding it, because it's easy to say I want to lose weight, but do you really want to lose weight or is it, do you really want to convert the way your body looks and, and maybe, you know, change the way you look and feel about yourself? That actually made me think of theme words. So that's something maybe I'll mention real quick because I think we want to wrap up here soon. But Chris Brogan says he sets new new theme words, I think three for each year. And I kind of started doing the same thing a few years ago now. And this year I have adventure, collaboration, and health. And those are there more or less just as reminders. It's on my wall, so I see it pretty much every day. But those are the things that I want. I'm just setting an attention more than anything else. These are not resolutions that I have to keep. These are not goals that I have to accomplish. These are just things that I want to be steady, consistent themes in my life throughout the year. And here we are collaborating. So that's awesome. Uh, I am eating well. well this is also an adventure, isn't it? It is absolutely. <laughs> and if business is always an adventure. So I, yeah, it definitely is. With, with health, you know, I'm eating well consistently. I'm exercising consistently. I'm also scheduling those those cheat meals on a Friday and, and things like that. So I'm keeping closer watch on, on all those kinds of things. I wouldn't say it's perfect. I wish I could get more sleep. But, <laughs> you know, those are the things that I'm working on. So I, even just having those there and, and affecting you or influencing you subconsciously over time, don't underestimate the power of that. Just setting the intention. Wayne Dyer has the book, The Power of Intention. It's a great book. It sure is. And I think there's there's power in it more than we sometimes realize. You know, I love it. And uh, I, I don't necessarily put it out like the way you did adventure, collaboration, and health. What my statement, I, you know, I don't have three words, but I had a statement. It just goes, this is meditation. So mm. everything I do is meditation, you know. Um, and it's just the reason I use that is because I want to always make sure I'm in the present moment, right? Awareness. Uh, it's exactly. It was to bring about awareness of what I'm doing because I know it's so easy to think into the future and think many days into the future. And I've even noticed, you know, when I'm meditating, sometimes my mind will wander to the future. So I just say to myself, this moment is meditation. And then I focus back on to the moment, focus back onto my breathing. Just like if you got in your goals, right? If you, if you have a, you know, a deadline to try to meet, just know that this moment is the moment you have. You know, you can't do anything but other than try to meet that deadline if you're behind. And everything you can do, you know, find the right people to help you. You know, mm-hmm. develop the right plan to get you to where you want to go you know sometimes it's not just getetting to that goal by yourself you know you can't do a collaboration by yourself you have to exactly. work with other people right uh, so you you obviously thought about what that word meant or to you and what that goal of being you know being a collaborator will do for you as well right uh, it not only means that you know, you get to make a new friend, you get to, you know, uh, interact with different type of audience as well, because the audience that we have is an audience that enjoys us, I don't know, the banter between two of us together, or the talk between yeah. two of us, and sometimes the arguments between the two of us, right? <laughs> but if they didn't, you know, if you didn't collaborate with me, that's okay too. You would have had maybe somebody else to collaborate with, or the nice thing about it is it looks like based on what I know you are like, you're probably looking to potentially collaborate on more than one type of show and uh, do this type of uh, podcast. Yeah, that's exactly right. Whether it's podcast or new music releases or book releases and courses, ebooks, interviews, on and on it goes. There's many forms to it, but yeah, you're exactly right. Establishing yourself in, in different niches. 
and ultimately i think you know we i think we were upfront about this in our first show or first few shows too but you know we want to direct traffic to our in individual sites and build awareness for that too so we're really conscious of, of our brands and what we're trying to build here and and the connection points and and how we can intersect and integrate all those things to be something meaningful Absolutely. You know, well said. Um, and, I th- and that's kind of what we've learned that does work best for us, right? I mean, yeah. we've also going to develop some uh, products and you guys will be able to see that coming down the pipeline here. That'd be something that we develop as a brand together. But you, to understand the brand together, you do have to understand the brand that's separate from who we are as well, right? Because, you know, our personality is not just who we are on the mic when we're together. It's also our personalities are who we are when we're away from the mic and not spending, you know, uh, 24 hours a day to together because we don't true. right yeah. so um, I think that can be definitely found on the uh, music entrepreneur HQ it can also be found on discoveryourlifetoday.com as well right so yeah. I mean there's many different products that you have on there uh, you have a couple books uh, definitely some free giveaways I know uh, with with what's coming out you've been able to help me put out uh, some free giveaways on mine uh, I'm, I'm not sure if the uh, book will be out by the time that this uh, podcast is released but you know take a look at the website and if it's out there please definitely take a look at picking it up Yes, absolutely. Any final thoughts? You know, uh, my final thoughts, really, wow. Um, I think if we should you know if you haven't been able to uh, achieve some of the goals that you've wanted to maybe just review what your goals were review the steps to the goals that you had set in place uh, like I said earlier as well um, you know break down the step steps to the simplest form uh, you know that's something that I learned by listening to somebody else and I'm just kind of rehashing that information back to our listeners uh, because you may not have the time to go back and listen to all the different episodes I've listened to but to give you that knowledge mm. or, you know simply you know it's much easier just to listen to it here um, you know, but re- find a reason, and once you know it, uh, tell other people about it. Review that reason with other people. Get other people potentially on board with your goal, and get them to help you. Because mm. you know, I-, I like the idea of collaboration. No, no one is, is a self-made millionaire. No matter what they tell you, they'll always have people helping them. So just like when you're setting your goals, you're gonna need somebody to help you and keep you, uh, you know, on track to setting your goals, setting your goals, and accomplishing your goals. Yeah. And to that point, you know, not everybody is good at keeping other people accountable. So you got to find somebody who is good or is willing to learn how to do a better job of keeping you accountable. I know having gone through, you know, various accountability things in different contexts and diff- with different people and for different purposes, it can be tricky. But, you know, what you need is just enough of it. You may not need it for the rest of your life. You might just need it for the next month, two months, three months, maybe even a year. But after that point, you can begin to keep yourself accountable too. But I agree. If you have supporters, if you have people telling you, showing you, uh, demonstrating that they care about your future, your goals and everything else, those are great people to keep in your lives and and to continue to interact with them to make sure that you are on track. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been Using Your Power. Find us at usingyourpower.com. Thank you. Thank you.